0: Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. Another football episode in the dog days of summer, running out of preseason football to talk about. Sooner, sooner rather than later, we will be talking week one preview around the NFL, including Chiefs, Lions, Thursday night on September the 7th. It's almost here. Johnny and Blaine join me as always. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Some NFL news. We'll we'll recap Chiefs, Cardinals um from the weekend great game. You know, I was thinking on my drive home tonight from dinner that this might be the most preseason football that I've watched probably in my life just based on the fact that A my schedule has lined up pretty well with when the Chiefs have played on preseason and B there's just a lot of guys on this team that can make the team and cannot make the team. And so it's been really fun to watch. We'll break it all down. We'll talk, unfortunately, about Chris Jones. And um, I think if you listen back to last week or even two weeks before his podcast, my mindset is going to change drastically this evening on the Chris Jones situation, as opposed to a couple of weeks ago. Um you know, Johnny made a good point in the group text about how he's been right pretty much the whole time, and unfortunately, I have to agree. Um, and then we will we'll finish the show with the roster breakdown. We kind of talked in the pre-pod here about how it's pretty much set, I would say. We'll talk about maybe some guys that might be some surprises that might make it, maybe some surprises that won't make it. But we got it all for you tonight here on the Figure It Out pod college football back this Saturday as you're listening to this episode a lot of good football games I'm thinking quick little show update I think how I'm gonna do it I've been talking to the guys I want to do a college football podcast honestly and this is no piff to anybody that's been on the figured out podcast as a co-host but I think Mondays I kind of want to do maybe just a recap of the college football weekend maybe pick 5 to 10 games that I really stood out to me and just kind of break them down and try to keep the listeners in the college football sphere. That's something to keep on your radar as you listen to this NFL show, but our NFL show going forward, we will start it uh week 1 obviously as we've done for 2 years now, which by the way, happy birthday to the Figure it Out podcast. As a host myself, I would be doing an injustice if I didn't mention that. I missed my own podcast's birthday. That's completely and utterly on me. It got to be better, but you know what? Year three, new me. That rhymes. Didn't plan on that, but hey, that's the energy we're bringing tonight. Happy birthday, Figure It Out Podcast. Started it two years ago down here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and it's been awesome. Great way to uh, to talk to to people, to my buddies about sports life and it's been a hell of a ride let's get into it let's hear from the guys before we do it blaine we'll start with you hate the hat you're wearing tonight i'm glad this is just a podcast not a youtube video because i would make you take that off blaine how we doing buddy
1: what's up no happy birthday figured out pod been blessed to be a part of the nfl stuff we've been doing for quite a few years and i mean it's just been a blast and i feel like i learned more by doing it and i'm a better better i'm a better fantasy player just because it's on my mind like i was i was telling chandler before we recorded i haven't been able to work this week like i am obviously i'm focused chris jones football being back in 15 days the nfl well college football in like three but it's just i mean my blood's flowing (laughs) we've been waiting for it so yeah, we got some good stuff. I mean, obviously, the NFL, there's a lot of news going around. Quarterback play is is kind of takes the, the king with a lot of it from Baker to whoever. I mean, we'll talk, but Chief stuff roster is going to be done Tuesday, guys. So it's, it's, it's real. It's here.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right, Johnny. Let's hear from you, buddy. Uh, lack of E leading into the pod. I don't know. Maybe I'm calling you out, but maybe I'm right. Johnny, what's up, brother?
2: No lack of E, but I will say this. Um, as a the only certified sex haver of the three of us, <laughs> I am absolutely exhausted because uh, I have a toddler who turns two in October and it's just a lot, man. Just and he, he went to school today was great, but while at school, you know I'm working and
0: yeah, so I'm just I, it's, it's just a lot, Chan.
1: What you day, sound like uh, you need a seltzer. Sorry, yeah, Chad. <laughs> you should have a seltzer. I think
0: Blaine and I are on seltzers this evening, actually. Oh, Johnny's drinking a neutral, which is H two O actually. But Johnny, what day in October is Johnny C's birthday? Because if it falls on a day where we can have him on the pod, might have to have him on the pod. Well, he doesn't speak a whole lot of English.
2: So maybe by why, then he neither speak do we. more English. Do we <laughs> uh, we don't speak English at uh, right all? Yeah, I think Blaine was speaking some crazy language towards the end of the last pot. He had yeah. maybe too, too many seltzers it'll, last week. little uh... slur. It'll slur. <laughs> he turns to October October 29th, which actually, uh, in the sports world on another sport, um, October 29th will be an exhibition between Bill Self's Kansas Jayhawks and the Illinois Fighting Illini. Of course, Kansas being the modeled program uh, in, in uh, college basketball, they are doing this to conduct proceeds for relief for the fires in Hawaii so classy move by Bill Self and for the for the for the record that is 100% genuine homegrown real hair on top of his head it's not (laughs) a wig or anything there's some crazy people out there I have it on good authority that that's really uh, good hair up there but anyways the the E on this pod for me will be up even though um, I probably am a little tired from being a dad shout out to the to the dads out there
0: Fair. It's really fair. And uh, we're glad to have you, as always. Appreciate your time. Um, none of us, me or Blaine, know what it's like to be a dad, but I can only imagine that it uh, it can zap you. So, Well, if you need any
2: pointers on how to become a dad or to, you know, we'll say do the deed, since I have had that, and you guys have, you might have, you have no proof. I can't really trust you. Right. Uh, if you need any pointers, just let me know.
0: Perfect. We will. Let's get into the NFL news. I don't think there's any other better spot to start than the Jonathan Taylor saga that continues in Indianapolis. Um he was granted the rights to seek a trade, I believe, if I have my information correct on that. I don't really I, I I just don't get what Jonathan Taylor is looking for, but I've seen some things, maybe some reports to Miami. But frankly, like if I I had a I had actually had dinner with with figure it out correspondent Colts fan Reed this evening. And we kind of discussed, it's kind of similar to the Chris Jones situation. And we'll get into that here in a bit, but Hey, Jonathan, you don't want to be here. Get out, you know, just get out because you're going to play football games. There's going to be 17 games in your season and he's either going to be there or he isn't. And if you don't want to be a part of the Indianapolis Colts, then leave. Okay. Don't play. It's all, it's completely up to you. You don't want to buy in to the team. You don't want to you know, put B over me? Fine, then leave. Blaine, what do you think about that?
1: It just doesn't make any sense. Like I, th- I think it's ultimately Ursa being, okay, you want this much money. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go out and say that you're going to be worth a first-round draft pick. No one's going to trade for you. It's too late in the game, and a lot of people aren't valuing that right now. I mean, Dalvin Cook or some of these guys that have already signed. Jonathan Taylor, you're coming off an injury – I know you want your money, but I, I ultimately think it's Ursay being like, fuck you, you're playing this year. I'm going to say that you're worth a first-round draft pick. You're going to realize no one's going to pay you, and you're going to play for the Colts. And I think he's going to play for the Colts this year, whether he likes it or not. And I just don't understand why he doesn't, dude. It could be a lot of fun. I mean, Pittman, Alec Pierce has seen pretty good stuff this preseason, or training camp at least. But with Anthony Richardson and Shane Steichen, like, if you're coming from a Steichen and seeing what Hurts did – in that offense, and you get a, a running quarterback in Richardson, your year could be really good. Like that offensive line is good too. This offense has a lot of potential. I don't, I just don't get what he's. Maybe he's just pissed at the leadership or whatever. But
0: I don't, I don't know. It, it, he could have a great year as a Colt. I completely agree. And Johnny, I kind of want to transition into you here. I think you have a pretty good pulse on the Anthony Richardson thing because you have you called that he was going to be the starter. Like with with Steichen coming over from Philly. Like what's your what is your expectations maybe of what Anthony Richardson can do this year? Because you would think that if he can run a quote unquote Philadelphia Eagles offense, he seems pretty suited for that, doesn't he? Maybe some growing pains, of course, throughout the season as a rookie, much like Jalen Hurts had. But Jalen Hurts got Philadelphia buzzing. And if Richardson can do that, don't you think the sky's the limit for this guy, as we've been saying?
2: Yeah, that's a good transition. Um, it, it, yeah, okay, this is a great way to put it. The Shane Steichen offense in Philadelphia made somebody like Miles Sanders expendable to them because they featured guys like Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell and other players all the time. It was a revolving door of running backs there, and maybe that the writing's on the wall uh, for Jonathan Taylor there. I mean, he's, he, he's a very talented player. Um, could have been on the Chiefs, but they took Clyde in a brilliant move. Uh, and I, I read that there were six teams from Schefter that are interested. Um, I think Miami is the one that people are talking about a lot. I, I, I don't know. I, I would think it would be teams that have a quarterback on a cheap contract that think that they have a chance this year. And so somebody like the Bengals would come to mind. I wouldn't think that they would trade him in the conference. So a team that I think that makes a lot of sense would be Carolina – Get Carolina, it would make a ton of sense. Frank Reich has connections to the Colts. Young quarterback, getting a veteran running back would be great. And speaking of who we just talked about, Miles Sanders is projected to miss time early in the season. So, blame to me, that would make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of the way I was going to bring up Miles Sanders because of Chuba Hubbard has been looking really good in training camp, and a guy like Miles Sanders just got, a, got inflated in Philadelphia. Like There are reports that Chuba Hubbard looks better. Miles Sanders. And if you're Jonathan Taylor, you're going to look really fucking good in a Shane Psykin system if that's the case. But yeah, no, that would make sense, Johnny. I've just, I've not really considered him going anywhere just because, I mean, fuck, the season starts in two weeks. I just, I just don't know how somebody makes that big of an investment this late. It,
2: right. And we'll, and we'll get to later when we talk about when the roster cut downs are on Tuesday, um, which is just crazy. 37 spots per team 90 down to 53 are going to get cut multiply that by the entire league there's going to be 1184 guys out of a job on tuesday right and so to me it, it would make more sense for in they put the deadline for tuesday for jonathan taylor It would make more sense like for him to stay he knows the playbook He wouldn't have to learn a new playbook but if you were to go somewhere like carolina to me that makes a lot of sense for what i said before it's out of the conference and with Miles Sanders picking up that injury, with yeah. Chuba Hubbard being a smaller back and Deontay Foreman being out of Carolina uh, this yeah. year, it would just make sense for somebody like Taylor to go there. I, if I had to put my money where my mouth is, I would probably say he stays in Indianapolis. It's just, It's just messy. And once you request a trade and you're given permission to seek, it just kind of seems like Well, kind of how do you come back from that in in a sport where locker room continuity makes everything happen?
0: It almost seems like some of these NFL guys have, like, taken the mindset that they're, like, they have the portal as an availability to them. Like, they're, like, in the NCAA still. It's like, guys, and I say this all the time about the portal, and not to get too into college football, but, like, the grass is not always greener where you don't (laughs) know what the grass is in the (laughs) other field. You know what the grass is in Indianapolis. You're going to get your touches. You're going to run the football in Indianapolis, Jonathan. So, like, you are you that much better off? Okay, let's say that he wants to go to Miami. Are you that much better off going to play in Miami where you are probably not going to win the AFC East you might not make the playoffs. Whereas if you stay in Indianapolis guys on paper, I think this Colts team, if they could put it together, could win the AFC South. I mean, Jacksonville, of course is the front runner. I'm not saying that, but some bounces go against Jacksonville. They lose some games. The Colts can beat the Jags in week one. I believe that's in Indy. I mean, it's not that far out of the realm of possibility And so for Jonathan Taylor to be doing this, it's just like, dude, maybe it's just not that much better other places. You ought to stay in Indy and be the guy that you've been so far for this franchise. This franchise loves him, right? I mean, if you're a Colts fan, you have to love this guy. I would, I wanted him on the chiefs. Clyde stinks. I mean, why, why would you not want him on the team, you know? And we'll get to Clyde here in a bit, but let's go to a new team. Um, don't want to beat that too far into the ground. Let's go to the forty. 40- Clyde <laughs> stinks. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. I, mean,
2: <laughs> I have it in my notes here. What, my one what of my notes on the Chiefs game. Clyde flat
0: out stinks! Exclamation point! I yeah. couldn't agree more. We'll get to Clyde, but I think there are some things like he just has such a clear and defined role that he's going to play outside of his role. Though he's bad, but we'll get to it. Let's go out west, a contender and probably a favorite to make the Super Bowl to or from the NFC, excuse me. Pardon me, Seltzer. Sorry, guys. I got a little gas buildup here. Had some fajitas for dinner tonight, a little Seltzer. Feel a little bubbly in the tummy. No, but, you're fine. Oh, I'm fine. I have a lot of E, but if I burp here or there, you know, excuse me. San Francisco 49ers quarterback battle has been a huge topic moving forward after Brock Purdy had Tommy John, which, by the way, he had Tommy John in the NFC Championship game, essentially. And yet, he is the number one starter in San Francisco. I don't get it. Is he on steroids? Is he on drugs? Like, does he feel pain? Like, pitchers get Tommy John, and they're out for an entire year. So if you sit down and take that method, he gets hurt in January, and it's August. I'm not that good at math. That ain't a year, but he is the number one quarterback in San Francisco, according to reports. And as of today, Sam Darnold is the clear cut. Number two quote from Kyle Shanahan today. This is more of how Brock played in his seven games. They both looked good, but we do have a, we do have to make a decision here and you only get so many reps at it. And we feel starting about 10 days ago that Sam really separated himself. So, I think that Sam Darnold's in a great spot. And what I I say that because my lead into what I'm getting at is: how is Brock Purdy the number one clear-cut starter? Isn't this guy fresh off surgery? Like, why is it so like clear and obvious to the franchise that he's the guy? I don't know. Hopefully, some of my co-hosts clear it up. Johnny, we'll go to you. You got a pulse on this? Yeah, uh, real quick, though,
2: I, I have to tell this story because it makes me laugh every time. Uh, in college, in the fraternity, we had a guy, he's two years older than me, um, but he, you know, that guy who talks a really big game about high school sports, but blames it all on an injury is why he didn't make it big and lets oh, yeah. everybody know. You know. Th- keep in mind, this guy fully, re- fully recovered from, from the injury uh Never played like intramural level sports in college, but you know his big injury in high school made it so he couldn't play D one. Anyways, this guy, uh, his story was that he was going to pitch at Missouri State, but he tore his Tommy John. He and he firmly believed that he tore his Tommy John, and then he ended up at his. He believed this forever. After
1: UCL, son.
2: Yes, it is your ulnar collateral ligament. And you have a surgery named after Tommy John, who had the surgery. And at his roast, we we enlightened him on the fact, and he was white as a ghost, (laughs) like someone snatched his soul. So this collegiate graduate was 22, 23 years old at his senior fraternity roast when he realized that it is not tearing your Tommy John. And that leads me right into, I completely agree with you, Chandler. That's a serious injury. This is, like, it, it, it is wild to me that they are putting so much trust in him. And if you guys think back, I, and I could seriously be so wrong on this because of how talented this roster is, when we were doing our initial divisional breakdowns, NFC West was our very first one. I stuck my neck out a little bit and said, I am down on the 49ers this year. Yeah. I, 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 We haven't done our final one yet, so I don't know if I'm going to think it's going to be a nightmare season and they flat out miss the playoffs. The NFC is, is – is, if they were in the AFC, I would think differently. But I believe so fervently in the quarterback position that I – I can't trust Purdy. I couldn't really trust him to begin with. I definitely can't trust Darnold. And, of course, they can't trust Trey Lance. And so with all the talent on that roster, it is concerning to me that their quarterback situation is in so much limbo. And one thing I'll say to close out, and then we'll get to Blaine on this, did you guys see that tweet or that graphic about the other players they could have drafted instead of trading three first round picks to go up and get Trey Lance? Let's just oh. say, I'll just, I'll just say, I'll just say one name this defense could have Nick Bosa and Micah Parsons easily. And it, it doesn't because, and, and this is, this is the kind of the beauty, I guess so it depends on who you ask if it's beauty or if it's a nightmare of the NFL is that, it seems like the NFL, like like mother nature, has these natural checks and balances to where stuff like that doesn't happen only on rare occasion. And it seems like the Chiefs kind of have that rare occasion right now where a brilliant offensive mind and Andy Reid somehow gets paired with a with the best football player of all time. And if you go back to the draft, like the Chiefs, lot of time these quarterbacks go to bad franchises and their their careers take a while to get going or Mahomes couldn't have gone to a better situation with a better head coach And so long way of saying 49ers might be down the trey lance thing really hurts for them blaine i I,
1: well i think whenever we did that nfc preview the west preview i was i expected sam darnold to be the starter early and i was a little bit higher on him just because like i yeah, I was like my definitely. keeper league because we have a keeper league at drafts next week. I was looking at all these people on my roster. Who am I going to keep going? I have Sam, I had Sam Darnold on my bench. I was like, what the fuck? Why do I have Sam Darnold on? my... He was he four and two at Carolina last year. Whenever he started, and he was decent. Like he wasn't bad mm. with yep. Carolina. And you put him in that system in the 49er system. He has a he can sling the pill. I, I don't care if he's went what I, I'm looking here at the stats. He's went like twenty one and thirty four in his career. Not good, but still Sam Darnold with all those weapons, you'd think that they would take a look at it other than just betting on Purdy being completely healthy. But I guess they know something else that we don't know about Purdy of him being healthier than we might imagine. I, I don't know. Like if if I were to be a 49ers head coach and not see these guys on the field and just look at it on a paper sense, I'd be like, oh yeah, Darnold's a starter and he's going to be until Purdy proves that he's healthy. But I don't know. I guess they're going with Purdy and they're going to stick with it. So we'll see if it works out. I I'm with you, though, Johnny. Like I I went through one through thirty two and I don't know if we'll release this at some point. I asked you guys if you wanted to do that of power rankings just as fun for the figured out pod to do before the season starts. I was just I, I kept thinking exactly of this, like San Francisco, you do Philly. Uh, not not as good as Dallas. I don't know if they're as good. And they went down to like nine or ten or you know, 8 through 10, just because of the quarterback play in general. Like, I just don't know if they'll be that good because Purdy. We'll, we'll see. We'll see
0: fast. Yeah, I mean, and to to keep hitting on the Darnold point, like, he at USC, I mean, hell, he played in a Rose Bowl, correct? And yeah, no, ran, he was good. They ran the pro-style offense, and I think that his offense is fitting perfectly in Shanahan. Now, I will say this, my final point on the Niners here, I think that there is a little bit of the 49ers in my point of Daniel Jones for the Giants and the fact that, like, these guys probably believe in Purdy. These guys probably want Purdy out there because of what he did last season out of nowhere, led this team to the NFC Championship game, and if it wasn't for a freak injury, hell, guys, they might have won that game. They were in the, – I mean, they were playing right. hell as right. – as Purdy got hurt and then of course it went completely downhill but if he stays healthy in that game you know i think that that's a that's the eagles might win but the niners are in that game till the end and so i, I you know i think it has a little bit to do with that i think that you can't pull the plug on a guy that did so much for your franchise last season, Blaine.
1: Yeah, and I don't want to be the dead horse by keep talking about Brock Purdy, but what does year two look like as a quarterback? Some people progress like Jalen Hurts, or some people get figured out. And uh, it very well could be with Purdy's skill set that he gets figured out and how they want to do things, but who
0: knows? Who knows?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about it.
0: No pun intended there either. Figure it out. Got to figure it out. Podcast is sweet. Um, I think that was it I had for NFL news. Does anybody else have anything? Blaine, I think you got your hand up. I know you've had a good pulse. I just wanted to mention, Eric,
1: obviously that Monday night football game, Baltimore, Washington, we were watching it. That was the best preseason game I think I've ever seen in my entire life. That's so awesome. Washington clearly wanted to win. And I think it's the new ownership with Eric Bietemi coming in. And just things are different there. So the buzz was high, which was awesome. Awkward handshake with the owner. Oh, You know, just fun yeah. stuff that we're there <laughs> to watch. But Sam Howe, like, the whole point of this, I wanted to talk about Sam Howe. Like, his true out-projection and the Washington, if they're going to rename themselves, whatever, blank. How are they going to look this year? They got some weapons. Now, McLaurin went out with that turf toe that hurts massively. Even if your fantasy draft's here in the next few weeks, you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do. Again, figure out. But how looked pretty good, guys, and I'm I'm a little bit higher just off that game. And people are like, oh, you shouldn't make predictions off the preseason. But I think it's real. Like Dotson, Howell, Gibson, um, Robinson, like a lot of those guys look good in that offense. And I'm excited to see what the commanders can do, really. It, it was fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I, before, I need to sorry, see. Sorry, sorry, before Johnny goes, and this is just completely random, but we do have to give a shout-out, Travis Volkolek, Springfield Moe product, Three catches for 28 yards and two touchdowns in a preseason game. Awesome to see. Unfortunately, he's a Kickapoo Chief. Kickapoo is China. But I played against this kid. He's a great guy. Um, He's actually uh, very closely um, intertwined, I guess, with a really good buddy of mine and his family, Ian James, who is a listener of the Figure It Out podcast. He's dating his younger sister. So had to give a shout-out to the kid. You know, anytime somebody from your hometown is balling on the NFL stage, you got to say something. So, Johnny, sorry to cut you off, but how to get that in there.
2: No, and and that that kid's an impressive athlete too. Yep. So I think that that was just Huge. really good, and and it intertwines even more into the Figure It Out podcast. One of our listeners, his name is Cole, not not Mole, right? But different Cole. Um, it's a, a guy that before I moved to Kansas City worked in my building. And Cole's girlfriend is that guy's sister. And so there's like this – basically the figure Mary. Out podcast scored two touchdowns Nice um, against the, the Commanders. And so shout out to Cole Forbes. But uh, anyways, I thought that football game was amazing. I put a note here that I wanted to talk about. It says <laughs> – we are in hell with sports on TV. We are so close. And that's what I felt like when that game was over. I was like, I just achieved preseason nirvana. And the next week's going to suck. This is this is going to be a rough week of preseason football. And I just need that Chiefs game to get here. Like I need air to breathe against the Detroit Lions. My, my And funny, I bring up the Lions there. I think Washington—they impressed me in that game. Definitely, I still don't think they're going to have a very good record. I think a best-case scenario season for them is what the Lions did last year. Like, I think the like if they are five hundred-ish, nine and eight, yeah, and they have some big wins this year, and they realize we don't have to move on from Sam Howell, kind of like the Lions, like we're we're totally fine with Jared Goff. Um, I think that that would be an exciting season for them. And I do need to see like Sam Howell against, like if he were if he were doing that against Baltimore's completely dialed and schemed up first team defense, that would have been nice. But that I mean, that's just nitpicking. like he he played really well. The ball looked great coming out of his hand. He was on time. And um other than the fact that he brings his own chicken nuggets to team dinner, I think that I was pretty impressed, and I liked what I saw from Sam Howell that night.
1: One more part of news, Chandler. I know you don't have any more, but I do. I'm I i I'm so high on Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I've been so high on him since the draft that he went to Seattle all on. And I know you drafted DK, Chandler, but I've, I've just been trying to figure out where and Jigba, DK, and Tyler Lockett, and all those snaps are going to, you know, catches on a PPR standpoint. Where's that going to go? Where's that fracture your wrist in preseason? And they say three to four weeks. Like, I, I, that's that. That puts you in a bad spot if you're Seattle. I think he's going to be huge for that offense. What do you?
0: I mean, I I tend to agree, but. I love it for DK. I mean, this is going to increase his production from a fantasy standpoint. But, I mean, you know, you get the surgery now. Sure, maybe you missed the first three weeks of the season. But there's 14 weeks left. Um, Seattle, not in the best division in football by any stretch of the imagination. Two dumpster fire of organizations. We'll get to the Cardinals here in a second as we transition to the Chiefs. Cardinals preseason game they're awful but the Rams are going to be equally as bad or maybe not equally but maybe a notch above the Cardinals but I mean I think that's kind of maybe what the Seahawks see here I think they see like hey let's make sure he's completely healthy spent a really valuable draft pick on this guy and rightfully so and get him ready for this you know get him ready for the long stretch and for lack of a better term. I mean, he's going to be great. You 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 hit the nail on the head whenever you're all over, a, all over JSN. I mean, this guy's a freak. I mean, he's a freak. So yeah. let's transition here, I'd say, into the Chiefs-Cardinals preseason game number two. Chiefs with an absolute drubbing of the Arizona Cardinals. Honestly, I wish we could play the Cardinals every week because for some reason we decide we want to just put up a, a ton of points. And the preseason makes it even funnier because it's with guys outside of one touchdown for Patrick Mahomes, which we'll get to in a second. I mean, guys that aren't going to play in the regular season absolutely tore up this freaking Cardinals defense. They're going to be horrible this year. Um, but, guys, good Lord, let's start with the positives. Chiefs offense looks ready. And I feel like I hate to 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 brag on myself here, but, like, I thought my text the other day was so accurate when I was like, guys, the Chiefs offense is going on all cylinders, and Travis Kelsey has done nothing this preseason. Wait until you add him in the mix. I mean, the drives that Patrick Holmes is in for, he goes 10 for 15 for what, 100 and – what was it, 108 or 135 yards or something like that? 105. 105 10 for 15, yards. 105. Yeah, 10 for 15, 105 yards and a touchdown. Um, he just looked so in control. The offense looks so comfortable with he with him in the pocket. And it and honestly, credit to the coaching staff and the players, but it really looked comfortable all night. But specifically when he was in, I mean, there isn't a hole on this offense, in my opinion. These receivers want to contribute. Tight ends will know we didn't know what we have there. This offensive line. We'll break it all down. But just a quick little synopsis here, Johnny. Um, I mean, it was a, it was a domination. I thought the defense played well. The Cardinals could do nothing. Um, it was a good, it was a great step from week one that looked a little sluggish, a little hungover from the offseason, and and rightfully so, Super Bowl champions, but it looked like they had a different mindset in State Farm Stadium, and they put it on display. Last Saturday, Johnny, what'd you think?
2: Yeah, Patrick and Travis and were in the middle of you know the pregame like huddle and they were breaking it down and you could tell they were fired up. I mean, Mahomes was swearing at these guys and uh, Mahomes mentioned in the first game that at halftime he he got after the guys and and, and held himself accountable too. And um, it was nice to see the Chiefs come out fired up. Um, my my main takeaway is that Arizona is legitimately terrible. And I've, I feel bad for some of their – like, for their fans. I know one guy who's a Cardinal fan. they are sad to watch. And there's, like, an open competition now for their – they haven't named their opening day starter. And one of their choices is Colt fucking McCoy. So it's like, that is really sad. Um, and the Chiefs quarterbacks all four balled out they all looked fantastic and keep in mind this is the same cardinal defense that gave Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos offense fits for for nearly a full half Russ was like seven of 13 less than 100 yards a touchdown Um, But the touchdown was his last throw of the entire half in that game on an all-out blitz on fourth down. Like, the Chiefs' offense is just awesome. And that was me, of course, giving a, a sneak diss over to Denver. It always makes me feel good. But the main theme there is this horrific defense and team for Arizona the previous week gave Sean Payton's Genius offense, and Russell Wilson fits. And Chris Oladokun was tie fry his way down the field. (laughs) And Blaine Gabbert was throwing bombs to Emir Smith-Marset. And Shane Buchel, who, by the way, was perfect throwing the ball and rushed for a touchdown. I I didn't realize I had company over for the game. Um, I didn't realize until I – Rewatched that he was with the first team offensive line because I was like dang this guy is balling out and it'll lead me to my next point I won't take all of it I just I do want to mention though before I transition over to Blaine that this Chiefs offensive line is so fucking good it is so good you guys and it, it it's it it furthers the whole story arc of Chris Jones is a fucking unnecessary distraction because all that matters is that this offensive line is elite and protects Patrick Mahomes. And if Patrick Mahomes is healthy, if he's 40% healthy with a good offensive line, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs, that wasn't the Super Bowl, but they looked like they could beat anybody in their path the other day. And I can't wait to watch. I can't I can't we know what this interior does, right? The interior is amazing. Tooney. Uh, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith are amazing. Allegretti is a starting caliber interior offensive lineman as a backup. If someone gets injured or if he has to spell somebody, Um, but the new tackles are extremely exciting. Juwan Taylor looks like a ballerina out there. He is so light on his feet. He has that snap timed so perfectly. And there's a little wrinkle in the rule. It's like the Lane Johnson rule. They call it that you can move your weight backwards as the ball's being snapped and it looks like you're false starting every time Mitchell Schwartz did this too he has that perfected and he looks great on the right side and Donovan Smith on the other side really couldn't be more of a polar opposite in a good way offensive lineman because every snap is an all-out bar fight for Donovan Smith and to see him fully healthy you see why he played for eight years at a pro bowl level in Tampa you see why he's a Super Bowl champion. Like, this guy is good on the left side. Potential to be the le- best left tackle Mahomes has ever had. And so, Blaine, I mean, that those were my big takeaways, obviously. Mahomes is great, but the rest of the quarterbacks were so good, and that offensive
0: line is elite. Just one thing real quick, too, before Blaine goes. Actually, two things. Rough day at the office. This goes to how good the Chiefs' offense is and how bad Arizona is. Rough day for Isaiah Simmons. First off, Justin Watson burned him for the touchdown, ran really right by him in the end zone for Patrick Mahomes' perfect throw um, and threw it right where Justin Watson could only get it. Shout out Johnny Rowe for the Justin Watson take. But Isaiah Simmons looked (sighs) bad. And then Shane Bouchel juked Isaiah Simmons at the goal line for his rushing touchdown. Shane Bouchel, are you kidding me? <laughs> if he has to come into a game, guys, through two preseason games, knock on wood, of course, Patrick Mahomes is going to stay healthy the whole year. But if it has to be Shane Bouchelle, good lord. I feel pretty freaking confident, Blaine.
1: Yeah, no, I'm a Blaine Gabber guy over Shane Bichelle. I'm, I'm sorry, obviously, but Mizzou. But I think Blaine's just a veteran presence. He's, he he yep. has not had a hiccup all preseason. He hasn't had a hiccup. I mean, hell, he led the Jags to an AFC championship. He's fine. Like, we need him as our backup. But Shane's good to be there. All I'm saying, and without this, is that John – J- Dominic Smith was just fucking mauling people. Your bar fright thing. It, it, that's one of my biggest takeaways. He just pancaked three guys within a drive. Like I didn't know if we were going to see that this year, and it was one of my biggest question mark. Is like, what is this gonna? You know, what is this gonna look like with him? Maybe he's not healthy. Maybe he's okay. And then the timing and the rhythm of the tackles. We talked about that even last week. How's that going to look? But if that's not a problem, this offense. Doesn't have one. But, yeah, you're right. Guys, I did screw that up. It was obviously Blake Bortles. I got a little carried away. It wasn't Blaine Gabbert. But Gabbert is an NFL quarterback, has been for years. Mizzou just produces second-string quarterbacks. Chase Daniel, Blaine It's fine. Whatever. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll throw my hands up. (laughs) Drew Locke, yeah. I mean, it's it's the way it is. But the tackle thing was one thing that I wanted to hit on. I'm so excited to see how it happens week one against some like Aiden Hutchinson and some of those guys to really test it. But we have to have that early and often, and that rhythm has to be there. Pat has to be clean, because if Pat's clean, fuck, this, this offense is going to have no hitches,
0: none. No, no. And that's a really, really good point, because, you know, I – Completely on board with what both of you guys are saying. I absolutely love the tackle position so far through two preseason games. I don't think that they've been challenged. Like, they're going to be challenged in week one with an Aiden Hutchinson-type player. I really think that the sky is the limit for that guy. Um, Great rookie season, obviously. And I would imagine he'll take strides in in year two and so on and so forth. But, um, yeah, they look really good. The offensive line is great. Um, let's talk some running backs, guys. That's going to be a point of contention for this roster. I mean, hell, LaMichael P. Ryan, six carries for 41 yards. He was the leading rusher for the Chiefs. I mean, I didn't even know he was on the team until Saturday. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Um, They've they had some serious discussions to have in that running back room, and that's a great, great problem for this coaching staff to have because you know that Clyde's going to make the team – you know that Isaiah Pacheco is going to make the team. You, I'm pretty damn confident that Isaiah or uh, Jarek McKinnon is going to make the team. Do you have a fourth running back? I think maybe yes, you do, and you keep three tight ends. So we'll see when we get to our roster talk if anybody agrees with me on that. But I think we've pretty much covered the offense. I loved, I loved what Rasheed Rice did. It looks like we have some more stuff here from the guys as they give me the nods and I'll keep going here. Rasheed Rice drops his first target, which, by the way, was a perfect, perfect throw from Patrick Mahomes. It but would have decapitated
2: talked- him. It was perfect. It would have he- just sliced his head right off.
0: Yep, but he he dropped it, but he bounced back and had a great rest of the game. Honestly, I think he's going to have some seriously good production for this Chiefs offense. Yeah. Um, I mean, who 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 wants it next? Honestly, I could just pass this all night. I'm like, I do,
1: I do, I do. Richie James didn't have a catch, but the depth chart was was released what a day after, and he's the four string guy. There's something that's like something. In my, obviously, I'm a big Richie James guy. You guys all know this, sir Richie. But he's going to be a little bit secretive. I think they're going to keep him under wraps. Didn't have a catch, and he's the fourth guy. I mean, there's a lot of battle going on in that wide receiver room, and the Chiefs know that they have something in Richie, and I think they're just gonna kind of play it slow. And he did we don't have to show him. We saw what he had week one. That's it. We'll see it, we'll see it at the Lions game, Richie. But that was my takeaway. Obviously, there's a lot else to take away from this wide receiver room that we'll talk about, but I'm just excited to see what what happens with Richie whenever it comes down the line.
2: Yeah, I think I I think Early, Richie is going to be used in a lot of horizontal action pre-snap right. and probably lower snap counts. But in a, in a similar way, they use Kadarius highly efficient right. snaps when he's on. And I fully expect him to be the punt returner week one as well, hopefully kick off. Yeah. Um,
1: Denerich, back there Yeah, Denaric's not going to happen anymore. I think he's taken over that role, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, Danerik hasn't looked good, but um, let's see. I wanted to say if few things. Okay, we're on wide receivers, so yeah, Rashid, um is a baller. This guy is going to be awesome. Um, I am very excited to see how they use him again. I, I he might have some more limited snaps early on, but they, he just has a skill set that is so fun to watch. He leads. Um, he leads all receivers in yak. So far in the preseason. I love Yak. So that's, you know, I mean, yeah, I, dude, I'm a Yak fanatic. I love Yak.
1: Feed me Yak.
2: Yeah, I'll take all of it. Uh, And, you know, it was good to see, it was good to see, um, you know, a lot of the guys that we view as, you know, the starters uh, get some catches too. I know MVS had a nice 20 plus yard catch, got lit up on the play on an Mm -hmm. awesome ball from Patrick. Um, but was, he's obviously fine, so that was good. Of course, Justin Watson got in the end zone, like we all knew he would. And I guess I'm just going to now embrace that I'm the president of the Justin Watson Fan Club, even uh. though I've, I I didn't start the club. But it's just it kind of found me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah it does. He's he to join the club. I'd like to, I'd like to join the club. Now. Oh my
2: god.
0: <laughs> Petition under review. Club currently not accepting new
2: members, but <laughs> under new management might change their mind. That's fine. I mean, That's you're gonna
1: fine. have to, you're gonna have to show them something, Chandler because you yeah, were yeah. showing it. You were out of that
0: club two I weeks know. ago, and, and I'm <laughs> and I'm fine with admitting that I was. I've been proven wrong, and I want to be in the club. I want to be in the. I want to be in the club. I want to be in good graces with the new management. Please, new management, let me in. <laughs> Send Just in a cover letter. In, <laughs> Justin Watson's like the. And I didn't play high school football. I wish I
2: did, but I uh, obviously follow football. And every art, our high school team had this guy. Every good high school football team has a Justin Watson, yeah. just the reliable, athletic white wide receiver. And Patrick, yeah. Patrick's got his. I mean, every slow. team has one of these guys.
1: A slow guy watches a ton of film. Very. Trusty hands and it'll catch a touchdown when you need it. I mean, I'm not joining the club, but Chandler, I understand why you want to. I'm going to work my way there. It'll it'll take me about three regular season weeks to see it, but I'm okay with it.
2: If Justin Watson has two catches for 19 yards and a touchdown against the Lions, there's going to be a freaking slew of mail coming in to join the club, (laughs) but we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, um, a couple of things on the wide receivers, too, I liked. Justin Ross looked really smooth. The route that he ran, I've seen a bunch of different names. I talked to some of my high school friends. Our, we, they, we called it a China out. But that quick – a guy to, for a guy to be six four and be able to run that kind of a route and create that separation and have that fluidity in his hips is, is really nice. And then, you know, obviously a good ball from Patrick immediately gets upfield. He looked confident carrying the ball and then good stiff arm Blaine's putting in here that it was called a scat route for them. So yeah, it, 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 just a nice, a route that is really, if you're singled up, you're, it's indefensible Chandler says it's called a whip route. Um, we all the whip scout China out. Yeah. We like all that stuff here on the figure it out podcast. And we like Justin Ross again, uh, excited to see what he can do. Hopefully he gets some good run, um, th- this weekend against the Browns. And then finally, this goes to show the talent in the wide receiver room is that Emir Smith-Marset had four for 92 and a touchdown. And guys, he has zero chance of making the roster. Zero chance. I mean, practice squad maybe, but he seems to be too talented of a guy to be on a practice squad. He's, a re- he's reliable in the return game, right? So like he plays special teams. He can put up production in the wide receiver game. And there is zero chance that he's going to make this roster. Well, for who, Blaine?
1: I mean, if they keep seven.
2: One, two, wait, Yeah, yeah,
1: no, they'd have to keep you yeah. You're right, you're right. They'd yeah. have to
2: keep eight. It's know, not going to happen.
1: No,
0: you're right, you're right. I mean, and so. In- <laughs> go ahead, Chance. <laughs> We haven't even hit. Rasheed Rice is the leading receiver with eight catches for 96 yards. <laughs> yeah, and he leads the league in preseason yards after catch. That is amazing. I, you know what? Okay, okay. You know what? We are just reiterating the same shit that we right. just said five minutes right, ago. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. But I want to be – excited, Johnny. Sorry, I, I want to be – <laughs> I would like to go to a buffet of yak. I want unlimited <laughs> servings of yak. I want the yak, and I want it now. And Rashid Rice is going to give us yak.
2: Yeah. Just sit down at the table. Sir, would, would you like a menu? No, I'll have all the yak that yep. you have. Well said. Uh, no, I don't think you understand me. I would like all of the yak that you have.
1: Yeah. But, like, seriously, though, guys, we did talk about this, about uh, Rasheed. Like, early when we were watching this tape, and we were talking about this after the draft, like, Turn it on like it was there. Obviously, that's why the Chiefs took him. And even I, I don't know if Veach said it after the draft or something, but I, I literally think the physicality that he has was a reason that the Chiefs took him. And it's on show like it's obviously there. It's production. He's not the fastest guy. That's one of the things when I'm watching him run route. He's not like cutting, cutting a tank down. That's one hundred and fifty pounds, but he's. He's violent. I mean, he just yeah. he'll get open. And whenever he gets the ball, good luck tackling him. Whenever you're a D back for fucking Arizona, that's 160. <laughs> you know, around the, the eight, knees.
2: the the eight catches to me is what's yeah. most impressive about it. Right. I mean, it's that's huge. and eight catches after dropping yeah. your first one. A lot of guys could crumble in that moment. You know, like it's 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 awesome. It's awesome and, to see from from a
1: Sorry, Johnny. I know you got some more, but. It, Oh, no. Yeah. I would just, it almost, I'm not saying like he's a Juju replacement. There's no way of replacing that immediately as a rookie, but it was very similar game. Like I felt like his game is very, very Juju was physical. Rishi is physical. Like they're just a point of that aspect. We needed that guy in the wide receiver room really, really bad. And he's going to bring that to us out of the slot just because we got a lot of like Kadarius. Kadarius not going to run over anybody richie james not going to run over anybody but you need a rashid to be able to put your nose down even on the goal line or wherever the fuck it may be on third and two like just just give him the ball and and let him do his thing yeah it's huge
2: i have two final things we'll call it two and a half on the offense and then i'm i'm good um I'm adding the half, and I'll start with that one just because of a quick thing you said. I actually push back a little bit. I think Darius is violent when he runs. I actually Me do. He, he, yeah. he lowers the shoulder. It's a quality that if there was a redeeming quality about Nicole, um, he did, when he would get some horizontal action, he would be able to run over some guys. Kadarius, I think, is a violent runner of the football. Anyways, the last two things, I thought it was Great. To see Travis get a little involved on a typical Mahomes extend the play throwback across the field fashion, that definitely got some blood flow going. And Then the final thing is that there was one long run by Jarek McKinnon that was incredibly well-blocked. That if Clyde had that same run, he would have just ran right into Creed Humphrey's ass and fallen down for like one or, one or two yards. I'm telling you guys, I believe Blaine is correct. I think, or Blaine Chandler, I think you've said it too. Like Clyde is going to get snaps, 100%. especially early on. 100%. There is a very small chance he holds up throughout the season, and there is a very high chance that he is going to piss us off. I mean, the Chiefs, what, they, they, the Chiefs started the game with a Clyde handoff for no yards. Is, am I, is that, isn't that what happened? Like how, how many times is that, is that going to happen this year? Probably too many. But that's really all I got on the offense, unless you guys had anything else. I mean, we just spent a lot well, of time on
0: it. Well, I think that Clyde. I think that his role. He's. I. I really do think that through, through through two preseason games that he is good at just little those little. I mean, Blaine said scat, so I'll use that word. Little scat routes out into the flat and catching the ball and getting upfield. But good lord, if yeah. you hand him the ball off and run between the guard and center and guard, he's horrible at it. He yeah. can't, I, I don't know if he can't see. Maybe he needs to go to an optometrist. But, like, he can't see anything. He cannot zero see. Zero burst. He has yeah. zero burst. And, 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 you know, I've never been a running back in my entire life, but I've been tackled before plenty of times. You've got to fall forward. You're You've right. got to fall forward. And he literally can't. If a defender touches him, Before he can get any sort of burst or any sort of like really momentum, I guess even's a better word than burst, because he doesn't have burst. So I guess if he can get any momentum going, he's better. But if he doesn't, he is toast. It's awful. I don't believe I can't believe it. I've never seen a running back like him.
1: It's just a weird way that the Chiefs want to. Use the running back room though. Nagy said, I don't know if it was yesterday or today or whenever his presser was after practice, but basically just said that the pass catching ability of the running back room is massive for this offense and you're going to win a job out how, how well you can pass catch the ball. And obviously, we know Clyde can do that and it's going to happen. That's what I mean. I said it last week, he's going to get a lot of reps because of it, but fuck, dude, like, what do you, I don't, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on Lamichael too? I I I wasn't able to watch the whole preseason second half. I was out on cocktails with my wife, took her to a date. All this, you know, yada yada. So I wasn't able to watch all the steps of Lamichael. But thirty seconds, quick. How did he look? I wasn't. I, I caught a few highlights, but what are you guys' thoughts overall? Lamichael, Deneric Prince. It's been a big topic.
2: He looks like a professional running back, and Deneric, like in a way, Deneric does it. Like I don't all know right, if Lamichael right. P Ryan is going to jump off the screen. But I would be far more comfortable with the ball going in his gut than Deneric Prince at this point, which sucks to say because I like the generic narrative. And I think it was – it got picked up by so many people. It was great, but I, I, I just don't – I don't see it so so much from him, even though he did get in the end zone.
0: No, I agree. That's a great way to say a professional running back. But Michael looked like he was ready to play in the NFL – generic i think maybe just needs more growing time i really do i mean think of Pacheco last season we were people were kind of weirdly high on him and then the buzz kind of fell off a little bit i'd say and then it really started to ramp back up i think more reps i think a couple weeks on the practice squad would do him well as we move into the regular season um blaine don't you agree with that
1: no i completely do and my like over preseason my thoughts have been too like the Chiefs do such a good job of adding to the roster on the back end that Denerick's going to be a great guy to be a practice squad scout team guy. Like, if we can keep Smith-Marset or some of these guys as practice squad guys, which some of them will go places, but I think you undermine, like, it actually means a lot for a practice squad guy to be good, for you to see reps during the week of Chris Oladokun or Denerick Prince or, or Smith-Marset, like – the depth that the that's what the roster does. That's how they build the roster. Like there is a special group of staff in the Kansas City Chiefs organization, front office, that has nothing to do but to build out the practice squad. And that's their job. And that's just shows throughout the ro- Like the Cardinals practice squad, it's fucking horrible. And that's why they're so, so bad because they literally are walking through. Literally, I, I mean, it's just it's horrible, but the Chiefs just have it throughout the depth. And that's OK if Daneric is going to be a practice squad guy. It's OK if some of these guys will. Maybe it will change in the future. But it's good to have that depth. And I'm OK with Daneric maybe not seeing the field. Maybe we will some year. But yeah, just the yeah, way it is.
2: I, I'm totally comfortable with the Chiefs having three running backs dressed week one against the lions and it being the same ones that that they finished the season with like i'm i'm totally fine with it with it being an attack led by isaiah pacheco spelled by clyde and then her third down back uh sprinkling some carries for for mckinnon like that's yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it i mean Um, but but have those guys waiting
1: Last year we were talking about Rojo, like he could be something, and it never went into fruition. But I mean, it, it, we didn't need him. We won the Super Bowl, so it's. Pacheco yeah. is going to ball
2: out. By <laughs> yeah, the way, yeah. Pacheco yeah. is going to be a fucking baller this year. He's gonna have a thousand yards.
0: Yeah, yeah, really well said. And and, and to Blaine's point, let's re, let's transition to the defense in terms of depth, guys. This defense. I mean, say what you will about not having Chris Jones, but the depth on this defense right now is really good outside of the defensive line room, which I understand is a concern. But, you know, when you look at this defensive performance, it was really – it was a good performance. I know the Cardinals are bad, but you still got to show up and dominate teams. That's what the defense did. I mean, listen to this. couple sacks on the roster here. <laughs> and I think really this is just more of me uh, wanting to get some names out there for the people. B.J. Thompson had a sack. Not really for sure who that is. And the other, guy, the other guy on the roster that had a sack. Olukune Kune Batukasi had a sack in this game. What a <laughs> freaking performance by this defense. Um, guy that really stood out to me. I've been texting a bunch about him recently. Probably beating a dead horse. But Shamari Connor. I really 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 like the secondary guys. People aren't you know, it's kind of – I feel like it's kind of like the defensive offensive line for the Chiefs in terms of what people are talking about. People are worried – I I, I just don't get it. These guys were all rookies last year outside of Lejarius and Justin Reed, and they're all back, plus depth. I think this Chamari Connor guy, just based off Saturday, he was all over the field, hat always near the football, and in there making plays – third leading tackler on the team out on Saturday, four total tackles, two solo tackles. Um, I I just love the way this guy plays. I think I texted in the group the other day. He has a Brian Cook role from last season written all over him. He's going to get some good run out there this season. I truly believe that not only on defense, but definitely on special teams too. He's going to be a sure tackler out there. I think that, and, and this is a great spot for me to tr- transition to Blaine. The secondary, you know, I think it's I think it's poised for a big step in year two. I really do. And we're going to need it because we're not going to have – we're probably not going to have that great of a pass rush early on in the year, potentially later on. But as of right, right now, I like the secondary, Blaine.
1: Yeah, no, nothing helps a pass rush – or a secondary better than a pass rush. But, you're, I mean – I want to talk about Mike Edwards. I think Mike Edwards uh, is going to be more of the point of that safety transit, third safety. And I think Chamari's going to slip down a little bit more than you, you know, a lot of Chiefs fans maybe think he will. He can be kind of more of a utility guy. See that quickness. Week one in preseason, Spag brought him on a blitz. A couple blitzes, actually, and it looked really good blitzing. So if you can bring that out of him, Mike Edwards is, fuck, fuck Mike Edwards won a Super Bowl against us with Tampa Bay. So... Justin Reed, Brian Cook, Mike Edwards, Jamar Connors. I think our safety position is in a great situation. Trent McDuffie, LeJarrius need. I I do want to talk about LeJarrius here in a little bit, but Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. I think Joshua has planted his flag as the guy at second true corner. I think he's beating out Watson. I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about that. But Boye Doe and Nick Jones, too, at at rookie. Rasheed Rice had a press conference. And he was talking about the the cornerback position and how they have made him better. The second guy he mentioned, as to who has been the most tough or just difficult, I don't know if it's just he's his buddy and he mentioned him quickly. But Nick Jones, boom, right off the bat, he said Trent and Nick Jones, and Nick Jones is the sixth corner right now on the depth chart that was released three days ago. So, I, I mean, I just think there's depth, and we saw it last year. It's a great point, Chandler. Like they just, how can they not get better? How can they not?
0: I, I I don't think they can. Or uh, excuse me, I don't I, I don't think that there's a way that they don't get better. Uh, right. You know, I've I've talked to some people throughout Chiefs Kingdom, most notably my father, Cameron Collins, and he's worried about the secondary and and people that I work with are like talking about how the Chiefs secondary isn't that good. And I just I I I, I just I just don't see it. I mean, maybe I have my Chiefs goggles on. I've had a seltzer or two this evening. But like it does, it doesn't make any sense. Like this team, this defense, outside of one player who we'll get to, won the Super Bowl, and yeah. everybody that's going to start Week One was on the Super Bowl team. There is no like these guys don't know how to do it. These guys don't know what it takes to be there. They've been there and done it. Like it, it's it's crazy to me, Johnny.
2: Yes, uh, if there's. I guess how do I start this? I'm with you. If there is cause for concern right now, like if there's something people want to be freaking out about right now, it shouldn't be the secondary. It should be the it Should be the pass rush right. specifically. Like yeah, specifically the pass rush. Like that's that's what would concern me. And so um, here, I'll just give my quick points on the defense. I don't have nearly as much as the offense. You talked about Chamari Connor. My two cents there. The role that I'm seeing them use for Chamari Connor is, and don't don't cringe because of the player. Think of the role is the Sorensen role. That's what I'm thinking of. How they used Sorensen to blitz or sometimes even line up in the box. Yeah, that's the role that I'm seeing more from him. Um, and Brian Cook did some of that last year. I think he played a little more deeper than they liked Sorensen to play. And, and Chamari is a big body like he's he's more sturdy than Legereus. he's more stocky in my opinion than mike uh, mike edwards or or um well, that's it, mike edwards so um yeah. i think he's he's been good uh he looks you know there's there's a lot of these guys like they look like a freaking baby deer walking around like they're raw chamari just looks like a pro like he looks like yeah a guy that I would see on a professional defense. So I like to see that from him. I'll stay in the secondary real quick. You you mentioned Josh Williams taking over for for Watson. Completely agree. In fact, I don't think I've heard Jalen Watson's name the entire training camp. Where's Jalen Watson? Um, Maybe that's a good thing because he's locking people down, but I feel like I haven't even seen him in Chiefs social media clips. I've seen nothing from Jalen Watson. Where, where, where where's this guy at? Maybe it's because Trent McDuffie's been so good or something like that. Um, And then the last person I'll talk about on the defense that I thought stood out um, is someone who's near and dear to my heart. I think Leo Chanel's had a really good preseason. I think he looks more confident in the scheme. He looks like he knows where he needs to be and he's a sure tackler. I think he's doing a pretty good job. um, And he's, you know, um, respectfully bonk he's absolutely jacked yeah he is he is um he is vascular uh you know i'm I'm married to to a woman want to get this out in the open okay certified heterosexual but leo chanel is a sexy football player and so hopefully he can continue that into the season they're gonna need him Um, and i think that he's one of the guys that stood out playing
1: one thing that i wanted to mention too Jack Cochran he's only played a handful of snaps but he's been around the football and even Cole Christensen like those white linebackers I'm not trying to be like oh 43 and 48 that just seem to be like kind of blowing shit up but they're kind of mean bullies at the backup we're not going to need them all year everybody knows we're not hopefully knock on wood no one gets injured Willie Nick Leo Drew all you I mean you can go through the line but I feel like even the depth there at linebacker is good. And we talk about the depth at D back. Obviously we'll get to D tackle. It's not as good, but everywhere else I'm just, I'm, I'm really, really pleased. Like I, I I've seen a lot out of Cochran and Christensen too. And Johnny, I'm, I'm waiting for you to get that Chanel Jersey because <laughs> are you going to get he it this year? Not? Like,
2: he, he needs to like come off of the edge and like be unaccounted for by Jared Goff, And he needs to like, Bang! decapitate him or yeah. break, you know, break his clavicle or something. So like, yeah, I, I, I think um, if some, once he has an explosive play, that, that Jersey is going to be in the mail. Cause I definitely need that one. I need a, a niche Jersey. I really want a Kadarius Jersey, but I need him to also like get back to God, I miss Kadarius. But yeah, I, I think uh, one point there too, is I think Jack Cochran is going to make the 53 in a way right. that, they had Darius Harris on the 53 and then just wouldn't dress him on yeah. a lot of games. So I think, yeah, I think, I think they'll carry five linebackers there. Um, I think, yeah, that's all I got for the defense.
0: So I think that's a great spot to transition into some Chris Jones talk. doesn't have to be that long. Um, oh, it
2: can be. Cause I got I mean, a lot it, to say it, again.
0: It can, it can be, it can <laughs> be. And, and I'll start because my, my mindset has changed completely and it's, it's kind of, circling back around to my Jonathan Taylor take, like, look, I want Chris Jones on this football team. I do. I want him on the team. I think everybody in Chiefs Kingdom wants him on the team. But, like, there's also a reality where, and I've I've learned to face it now, and I've really been comfortable in facing it. He's not going to be there. He is not going to be on the field week one against the Detroit Lions. And quite frankly, I'm really okay with it now. If you don't want to be here, Chris, don't be here. If you're not going to want to take less than Aaron Donald or even Aaron Donald money, don't be here. Go play for somebody else. Let's trade him. Let's get rid of him. Let's not worry about it because I think that I've taken off my love for Chris Jones goggles and have realized that if we sign him to a, a an extension – on what he's already making. That's the thing. It's not a new contract. If I'm getting my facts right here, it's an extension on what he has already for four years, 30 plus million dollars a year is what he's wanting. I don't know the exact number. You know, I haven't talked to Chris recently, but it's ridiculous. It is flat out ridiculous for a guy who until this past season did not have a playoff sack in his entire career. And by the way, didn't have one against Jacksonville, and had two in the AFC Championship game, which were big sacks. I'm not disputing that at all. And he, quite possibly, was very responsible for us winning that football game. But that doesn't equate to getting this type of extension. And when you look at it, he had two sacks in that game. Like, I'm sorry, if it was a week eight game and he had two sacks, we're probably pissed. Like, it doesn't make any sense that how – I feel like if 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 I was to look at it from Chris Jones' perspective, he's probably sitting there like, look, I won the AFC Championship game. I had two sacks. But, like, okay, it's two sacks. That Horrible is-
1: offensive line, by the way, not trying to undermount it.
0: That doesn't mean that you just all of a sudden get a 33 plus million dollar extension. It's just bullshit. And to make a long story short, if you don't want to be here, Chris, don't be here. Go play for a franchise that's not going to make the playoffs or that's not going to go to the Super Bowl. Because year in and year out, if Patrick Mahomes is on this roster and Travis Kelsey continues to produce, this team has a chance. The ceiling, excuse me, the floor is the AFC championship game. It's that that's the floor. Anything below that is a failure. And if you don't want that, if you want your money, go. Just like Tyreek Hill. People were worried about the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill. They won the Super Bowl. We're going to be fine. They're going to play football games without Chris Jones. They're going to play football games with Chris Jones. And if you don't want to be there, don't be there. Fine. See ya. That's cool. You want to hold out till week eight? You want to act like you are, are, are winning this? While you're losing millions of dollars holding out a training camp and fines, sure, do it. Go for it. Because you're not going to get the money from the Chiefs. We have too many young studs that we're going to have to pay in a couple of years. And I'm fine with it. You leave. I'm out. I'm so sick and tired of it. I'm worried. I'm tired of dealing with it. I'm tired of worried about it. I'm done with it. Blaine, what do you think?
1: You know what I think. I think I'm sick and tired of it, and I said I drunkenly last week. apologize for the figured out listeners. Had a little too many whiskeys. I was a little slurred through my Chris Jones take last week, but I still feel the same way, and I'm really actually not sorry about it because what the fuck, dude? I mean, I, I saw a tweet today, and I'm not going to break all down the numbers because I truly don't understand the whole cap and how it all plays out and how Chris is asking for this money and how much he'll lose if he loses, you know, through if he doesn't play week one, week two if it's even financially worth it, numbers-wise and what I've seen on Twitter, it's really like he's kind of shooting himself in the foot by not playing. But ultimately, if you're Chris Jones, you had a hell of a year last year, one of your best year career-wise, why would you not want to play this year for the Super Bowl-contending Kansas City Chiefs on a franchise that, I mean, reports have said that the Chiefs have offered him yada yada. But I just don't understand. The whole thing that pisses me off is more so the money he's asking. The fact that he sits back and, and is realizing that he thinks he's more worthy of Aaron Donald money than he is of Quinn and Williams money. I get what you're doing, but dude, you're 30. You are a huge part of this team. Pat and Travis took pay cuts for you to be able to be a part of this team for the next handful of years. And just the fact that whole mindset of, I'm not going to, I'm worth 30 million instead of you know what I'll take 28 I'll take 26 this year and and we'll play it just it rubs me wrong that's the only thing it just rubs me wrong Johnny and I, I I'm not, I'm sure you feel the same way but just the numbers wise and where the way that he sits and the way that Andy sounded and Patrick sounded today in the press conference they were both obviously pissed off it just it just doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good and I don't know how it's going to feel if he comes back week one
2: it's gonna. Kind of, it's. It feels like it's icky. It's gross. Like it feels like um we've we've seen Chris Jones's true colors. I don't even know how to say it, I man. Yeah. I, I. I mean, I've just been. I feel like I've been the steady voice throughout all of this, and that th- that voice is gone. Johnny Positive's dead. Uh-huh. Chris Jones, fuck Chris Jones, dude. Like ser- seriously, it, it's not. It's not any deeper than that. And you could say uh you can defend chris jones all you want i mean dude like get out of here i'm loyal to the to the chiefs and if you believe that you matter to the success of this team more than patrick mahomes i'm sorry to tell you like like you don't and this defense is going to go from a top 10 potential defense to a bottom 10 potential defense in my opinion if chris jones is not out there for a whole season which is really hard to swallow but in my opinion it, I mean, I was wrong. I I was wrong. I do not believe an extension is going to happen. I would prefer a trade happens before the season, um, whatever you get from him. And I think it's just time to move on because this is a disgusting distraction for what this franchise potentially could be this season. It is completely unnecessary and avoidable and not necessary to bring back in to the locker room, no matter how good this player is, and he is truly elite. So uh, I I guess I am just preparing myself for a healthy dose of Keandre Coburn and Derek Dottie and the opposing quarterback having five seconds to throw the football. Honestly, guys, because I – Blaine, I'm – I am – conditioning myself now to believe Chris Jones will not be out there. If he says he's on Twitter to, and people can say don't take Chris Jones's tweets seriously. Why? Fuck
1: those guys. Yeah. Why?
2: Fuck those guys. Those people are in denial. Yeah. This guy is liking tweets about playing for the Raiders. He is liking stuff about Tyreek, yeah. you know, come to Miami or how do I link up with Frank Clark? Yeah. This guy's talking about being a holdout distraction from this team until week eight. Dude, I got a message for you, Chris Jones, and you made me cry. You were so important to me against the Bengals in the AFC championship game. I have a Stone Cold Jones t-shirt. Chris Jones hit on my wife one time, so I've been cuckolded by Chris Jones. <laughs> I fucking love this guy. Loved this guy. I am so done. I got a message for Chris Jones. Dude, get lost. Get lost. Get lost. You have ruined your reputation. You had a potential. And look, again, you would have made less money in Kansas City, but you would have made fair market value. That's the thing. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey took less so that others could get paid fair market value, where if they would have taken their deserved value, you would have just not even been offered a contract. They They didn't take less for you and other players to every time become the highest paid player at your position. That's that. That's the disconnect here, and so, so go, so go, Chris Jones. You 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 could have signed here, and by signing here, you would have given yourself the best chance in the entire league at continued success on the field. If that matters to you, which it matters to all of these guys to an extent, you would have also had generational wealth for your family, for your children, and your children's children. You would have cemented yourself in the Chiefs ring of honor. You would have cemented cemented yourself in decanton ohio as a first ballot hall of famer and you would have never paid for a meal or or anything in kansas city ever again and this week the actions he has shown this week has changed lifelongers like me like you guys like many people i have talked to everyone that i've talked to this week like that has changed on chris jones and so to me it's done it's done yeah, it fucking sucks. It's like breaking up with somebody that you're engaged to. It yeah. is fucking terrible. But to me, Blaine and Chandler, I am heartbroken over this. But I'm moving on.
1: The thing that pisses me the most off about this is put yourself in Brett Beach's chair. Do you do you guys truly think Brett envisioned this happening? I don't. Like I completely don't, I I think it's absolutely not completely blindsided the chiefs from, I don't know when these conversations started. No one does. No one maybe will. But the fact that this is just carrying on and carrying on and carrying on and carrying on, like this could have been resolved early on and it could have been a no problem. And like you said about the ring of honor, just the legacy and all the things that was what we all thought Chris Jones was going to be here for another year when he signed this contract that he is currently on. He was the highest paid defensive tackle in football before Aaron Donald got paid. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Like, yes, completely sit on your high chair at the top of your pyramid with everybody bowing down to you because you deserve 30 plus million dollars. If that's what you want to do, that's not what Kansas City's going to do because this franchise now is looking at you as one of the best defensive players in football at the top of this pyramid. And we're no longer bowing down to you, Chris, we're now oh. flipping you off. And I, I just don't know what his mind is doing. I, I just don't know what he's thinking. Like it's, it's clearly a trade going somewhere. I want my money, but If he plays week one, is he going to get fucking booed? Like, I don't think he will, but there's something like. I will be booing him and
2: you will hear it from my house.
1: I literally, I agree. Like, I think the Kansas City Chiefs fan base is completely, like you said, this week flipped the switch. And I don't think there's a going over that. Like, he crossed the line. He crossed the line. And it's, I don't know how to recover. And let I me don't. tell you
0: something. Let me tell you something about pyramids. They ain't that high. I climb up one every week, and as yeah. a matter of fact, I climbed up one today and looked down, and I was like, "It's not that high. I think I could jump off and survive." So, Chris Jones, I mean, you come back. I really hope you do. I guess if you take a team-friendly deal, but man. Um, Johnny said it was A like deal's not up. happening. A deal's no, not it's, happening. I don't no. think it is either. No, and, and, it's not. No. It's gone. Johnny said it was like breaking up with somebody you're engaged with and ever been engaged. But quite frankly, I feel like it's kind of breaking up with somebody in like your sophomore year of college. It's like, hey, I, see ya. Like it, it's over for me. Like I just, I, I, I'm not, I'm not in that. I'm not in that mindset. Like I just. I've i I made a complete 180 in my mind. I'm willing to admit that here <laughs> on the podcast.
1: I almost feel like he's fucking somebody else. It's not even that it's sophomore <laughs> year. No, fuck, no. It's like me and Jess breaking up right now. Like he's been, he's meant that much to us. Like we are married yeah. to
2: him. I'm
0: married. I don't know. This. Okay, yeah, maybe the relationship means more, but like it's that mindset. It's like ah, dude, dude. Some, some other chick. Okay,
2: hold on for the for the listeners too,
0: and. and... I wish
2: listeners have, would have been able to see the texts over the last month plus because it is hilarious to hear Chandler say like, oh, yeah, he didn't really mean shit to me anyway because Chandler has been going through it. Chandler I said has been I, said, really I, said I was it.
0: willing to admit it.
2: But even so, it's so perfect that you just said that because not five minutes ago, Chandler just held up a fifth of Jim Beam <laughs> and he poured himself a shot because his emotions are so fucked up right now. And then he's like, Oh yeah, she didn't matter to me anyways. Oh Chandler. Oh she, it sh- he matters. Chris matters. And he and he's gonna matter. He's gonna matter. Are hurting. Yeah. He's, go- he's-, he's gonna <sighs> go. He's Johnny. gonna get traded trade him somewhere and he'll go play there. Say they trade him to fucking
1: Chicago. This, this be
2: easy. Chicago Bears, like I said two months ago, and that we play him week three and he'll probably have a sack and a half and it will hurt and Chicago won't make the playoffs and we will use Chris Jones's bullshit as motivation. Like we did with Tyreek and it will be fucking amazing the way that the chiefs weren't going to be able to do anything. They, they're, they're going to take a step back and you know, there's, I kind of believe in this. I think it's why the chiefs like to retool with youth. The Patriots did this a lot. By having a lot of success, and you, know, you might run into a bit of complacency. That's not a shot at these guys, they're prideful professionals, but like, you know, you might run the chance of not having like a chip on your shoulder or some extra motivation going into a year after you've won the Super Bowl. And having something like this as a rallying point to me might be. Good for this Chiefs team. I know yeah. that's just me trying to spin it to where I'm not sad. Ultimately, Chris Jones not being on this team on the field talent wise is catastrophically bad for this yeah. team. Yeah. But it. But maybe at the end of the day, there might be a silver lining. That's like that was our motivation to get over the over the top. But there, with no Chris Jones, there might and no omenahue for the first six weeks. Yeah, there might fuck. be. There might be snaps with, like, Malik Herring and Derek There will be.
1: No, no, it's Uh, not a might. It will be. And I don't even want to go through the depth chart, but I want to go back. One, just rewind 30 seconds. If if he does go to Chicago, my mind went there today. You think that Tooney, Creed, and Smith aren't just going to be pissed to a degree of absolutely double-teaming, nose in the crotch, like, fucking just, boom!
0: Let's, oh, let's do I, it. I, at oh, him. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because from okay, if we're gonna take some truth serum, Chris Jones in the, plays in off the, in the beginning of the regular season. He's not that. He's not that locked in. He really isn't. He is. I think we can freaking get after his ass if he's in Chicago week three, and he's gonna come here and that off. And that defense is gonna be on the field a ton, and we're gonna be running up points. Chris, welcome back to Arrowhead, my guy. Andy Reid in September. Yeah. <laughs> Versus Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields. Oh, he was the worst me. quarterback in the league last year, except for one in passing. <laughs> uh, but
1: to to the point though, Johnny, you're talking let's talk depth for two seconds. So yeah, I just you have to mention like oh, actually no. we're, go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say. Let's—that's a great way to segue into the end of the show. Let's get—let's get into the roster. Let's—let's let's break down what we think. Somewhere around in here, I mean, you guys keep forgetting about Olukune Fatukasi. He's gonna get some run week one. I'd say, <laughs> oh, old no. Ol Fatukasi. I like this guy. He had a sack Saturday. Uh, uh,
1: but I mean, Daniel Wise. Danny oh, Shelton. God, Danny no. Shelton apparently lost 15 pounds in the offseason because he did intermittent carb scheduling or whatever the fuck he said. Phil Hoskins, nice. and oh, we're. I Bill mean, Hoskins. Keandre Coburn. Like, I'm actually high on Keandre, but you're telling me that a rookie is going to come in there week one and actually play and do well. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, we're we're literally going to see George Naughty, Shelton, Noah Minnehue, and Kendo, like we're, that's what we're gonna see.
2: What's Indomik Sue up to? For real, like what's, what's your,
1: fuck? What's Bell. your three hundred pound uncle put him out there? He'll be what's, doing fun.
0: What's right. Warren Sapp up to? <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring him back on a on a one year deal.
1: Tom Tomahale's been training George. Put him out there. Fuck, he'll be better. He's been doing karate.
2: Well, look, I think that the, I think that the roster. To me, it's really not that difficult going through it, like who's gonna be on there. I think there's just like little, you know, I I think it's a shoe in that they're gonna carry seven at the wide receiver position, right, guys? Like some quarterback, quarterback's gonna be three. Um, it's just gonna be a matter of it's who's gonna be the two. Is it gonna be Buchel or is it gonna be Gabber going to the running back room? I think we're all in agreement that Deneric Prince is 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 gonna be on the practice squad. So it's whether or not they keep P Ryan on. Um, The initial fifty-three or not, I tend to think that they they will, Um, but I don't think I just don't think he'll dress uh, a lot of the time. Wide receiver position we've talked about a lot. If it is seven, um, you know that that to me that's Kadarius, Sky Moore, MVS, Justin Watson, Richie James, um, Rasheed Rice, and and Justin Ross. I think those are your seven right there, right. And then your offensive line, you could go really, you know, you could go through that, but I think they're going to have a damn good offensive line. Any qualms
0: there, Chan? Well, Johnny, I think that one qualm I have with you in particular is that I think that people are, you know, of course he's not going to be a starter, but I feel like you have piffed <laughs> Darian Kennard and he's, oh, yeah, he's, he's second straight. He's our second straight he... backup offensive lineman, Darian Kennard. And his hair—he stinks. Is wild. <laughs> he dyes his hair
2: like whatever team we're playing. Their color. Yeah. It's like, dude, get a haircut, please, <laughs> God, get a haircut. Oh, I left out the tight ends. I think with Jody Fortson being on injured reserve, that opens up a spot to where Matt Bushman might make the might make the roster. I, I we'll see. I I have if I this morning I drew up a fifty-three, um, and I had Bushman on there, and so that that ended up working out, especially with. Unfortunate, Nazi Johnson being out for the year two, That opens up another spot somewhere on on yeah. the roster. So, it, do you guys think Bushman will make it?
1: Yeah, he, he could. But Denaric Prince is still listed yeah. as the number one kick returner. He still is. Like as of two days ago, Denaric is the number one kick returner. Like I, I don't know. It's either Bushman or Denaric, or Marsett slips in there as a return option too. Like I think those three guys plus one of the offensive linemen. And maybe if if Chris isn't there, a defensive tackle that we don't really know who the fuck he is slips in there just because we need to have him. Like they're just like I think there's five guys at a toss up throughout all those positions because there's no fullback. Like it's just going to be a wide range of special teams slash
2: depth. I I,
1: I don't think there's any predi- It's hard to predict, and I don't think we can because I don't know what the coaching staff wants to do. And to me, there's
2: really just no. And, and we don't even need to – I don't even think we need to go through the whole defense. Like, there's no real surprises. Like, I think they're mm-hmm. going to carry – Yeah. It, like, your surprises are Pirine, Bushman, Canard, or Niang. Like, I mean, yeah. if they cut Niang, maybe that would be surprising. On defense, it's – it's. does Cochran make the roster or does Dion Bush make the roster? Like, that's – Or
1: Christensen. Me, um, yeah. Christensen, um, right. yeah. The,
0: which yeah. not, to be, not to be mixed up with one of my best friends in former Missouri State Bear Cole Christensen, who is in the military now. Respect the troops. But Cole yeah, troops,
1: He's a little oh, good. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, he's leading tackler of the Chiefs last Saturday, eight total tackles, five solo. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, no.
2: Chandler, quick tangent. Sorry, I know we're about out of here. Yeah. The Chiefs put up a James Winchester highlight tape. What was
0: that? It was really freaking sick, and I put it on my Instagram story for those who don't follow me. It's the most important position in football. Hey, get oh, this. Oh, here it is. Harrison Butker <laughs> trots out for three. You're all worried about him kicking through the Fuby uprights. He ain't kicking through the Fuby uprights if he doesn't get a good snap. It's so important for James Winchester. Long snappers are crucial, vital positions on football rosters people you don't think about people who just go out there and do their job and are huge morale guys for the locker room i would be pretty hard pressed to go around to each locker room and find a long snapper that people hate i really would because when you go and you look at the Chiefs' Instagram account when they posted that video of James Winchester, you go look at the comments, look at all the players that commented on that. Justin Reed stands out. Guys like that. Starters on defense, starters on offense, loving this kind of stuff. He's just awesome. James Winchester, savvy veteran. I love it. I love the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris Jones is dead to us. Blaine, what's up?
1: Last thought, NBS draft him late. He's going as like the, I mean, he's going at like the bottom of in a, uh, of your drafts. He's going to have a hell of a year, and I think he's going to be hugely important if the Kansas City Chiefs. Just draft him. That's all I had to. Say. I just wanted to plug that in before it ended. That's
0: it. I love it, guys. I think that's the figure it out podcast for this Wednesday evening. Um, back next week, I think. I love what Blaine said about maybe doing a power rankings one through thirty-two. We'd probably hit <laughs> that next week. We probably do our final um division preview backslash oh yeah um for next week because after next week guys we are ready to roll with week one preview we'll preview the whole week as we always do on this show um chiefs lions talk well i think we're gonna have a guest a lions fan blaine's guy from his honeymoon down in Mexico, Dominican Republic. I want to get the country right. One of those Dominican.
1: Yep, that works. Good buddy. Huge Lions fan. That'll be fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Clarification:
2: Blaine met him on his honeymoon with his wife, Chandler. That sounds like he was on a on a dude moon. Sorry. Not okay.
1: Not okay. We had many beers together. He has a wife. I have a wife. We're good buddies. Between the yeah. No. Yep.
0: Wives (laughs) included. Not a dude moon two chiefs browns on saturday
2: deshaun watson's going to be playing if you're a masseuse in kansas city run for the hills john's here
0: (laughs) roster breakdown
1: too the roster is going to be scheduled by tuesday we'll have a lot to talk about wednesday too that's
0: right we'll be back next week johnny blaine i appreciate your time go chiefs and we'll talk to you guys soon see See you